0: Welcome to the UN Forest Podcast. I am Michelle Yeo, and today I will take you on a journey to explore the unique relationship between forests and climate change. Forests are vital to life on our planet, but their role is very often underestimated. Forests are the lungs of our planet. They absorb carbon dioxide and release oxygen. Forests clean the air we breathe, the water we drink, provide the wood we use, and the landscapes we enjoy. They are a source of our well being, many of our medicines and foods. Woodlands ensure the livelihoods and habitats for millions of people worldwide. Since the beginning of civilization, we have exploited our natural resources and industrialized our societies, profoundly changing life on our planet. We have destroyed habitats, polluted ecosystems, and increased greenhouse gas emissions. And then, there is climate change with its devastating effects that cause heat waves, droughts, wildfires, and threaten our forests. It jeopardizes our very existence and that of generations to come. But forests themselves are a powerful nature-based solution to our changing climate. Through photosynthesis, trees naturally sequester atmospheric carbon into biomass. They are the largest terrestrial natural carbon capture and storage technology. In fact, an astonishing 60% of the total terrestrial carbon stock is stored in forest land. And there is more. The CO2 that trees absorb is stored during their entire lifespan and that of wood. Carbon is only released when wood is burnt or rots. Therefore, wood is is a green substitute for concrete and fossil oil-based products. With progressing climate change and the frequency and intensity of wildfires and droughts, there will be increased forest loss, more carbon dioxide released into the atmosphere, and less carbon storage capacity. Forests are therefore victims, saviors, beneficiaries, and culprits of a changing climate. What are the strategies to face this complex reality? Let's dive right into the core of the topic. Let's welcome today's expert to the podcast, Dr. Almut R. Welcome. Dr. R. is a biologist by training, Head of Global Land Ecosystem Modeling at the Karlsruhe Institute of Technology in Germany. She was also a member of the Scientific Steering Committee of the Land Use Model Intercomparison Project, which addresses land use change for the sixth assessment report of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Among numerous other distinctions, Dr R was also coordinating lead author of the IPCC Special Report on Land and Climate Change, Chapter 1, Setting the Scene, and a lead author in the IPCC 6 assessment, Report Working Group 2, Chapter on Terrestrial and Freshwater Ecosystems.
1: Good morning, and thanks very much for the introduction and for having me. I'm really happy to be here today.
0: We have heard that forests can be a solution to a changing climate, but are also under pressure from climate change itself.
1: How does climate change affect forests? Well, climate change really affects forests in very, very many different ways. It really depends, in fact, where the forest grows. Um, High up north, for instance, in let's say parts of Siberia or in Canada, warmer temperatures can actually lead to an earlier spring or a later autumn and make forests grow better, or at least longer, have a longer growing season. But climate change also really comes with um, drier weather, with hotter temperatures, less rainfall. So in in most regions, climate change really leads to um, heat stress and drought, and that slows down forest growth, and it can even lead to trees drying if it gets too hot or too dry, right? And then, of course, there's additional effects of increasing intensity or frequency of fires, um, more insect outbreaks or more storms. And they're all a feature of climate change as well. And yet forests are also powerful allies in
0: our fight against climate change. In what way?
1: There's also not really one simple answer as to whether forests are saviors. one aspect is quite important. Uh, forests provide, of course, shade and cooling because they transpire large amounts of water. That means if one would reforest croplands in the tropics, for example, the, ex- the results would be a local cooling, which is, of, a, of course, great under climate change. But across all forests of the globe, the one really important aspect is, in fact, uh, carbon dioxide or CO2. There's a basic physiological process involved here. Uh, during photosynthesis, plants take up CO2 and they turn it into sugars, which are then used, or which are then used for plant growth. Now, CO2, of course, is also one of the major greenhouse gases, and it drives climate change. So, what many people, in fact, do not know is that each year, every year, plants take up between one quarter and one third of our fossil fuel CO2 emissions because of photosynthesis and growth. This is now all plants taken together, but forests do play a major role in this. Uh, we call this the land carbon sink. And without this sink, the global temperature increase would be much more than only, and this is only in quotation marks, uh, 1.2 degrees Celsius. Uh, likely would have surpassed the Paris target of 1.5 degrees by now already, if not, not for that carbon sink on land. Why don't we just plant more trees then? Would that be enough? I think planting more trees is simply not the point, quite frankly. Um, We cannot repeat often enough that the main task at hand is to reduce fossil fuel emissions and emissions from deforestation massively and rapidly. And also remember my previous statement that land ecosystems, including forests, already now are, are slowing down climate warming quite substantially. So increasing this existing land even further would require probably quite massive areas of land. And this land is currently used to grow food uh, or it might be land that in fact is not naturally a forest, you know, like savannas or grasslands. So increasing the existing forest area massively only because we don't manage to reduce fossil fuel emissions, which is what we should be doing, would result, potentially, in food getting more expensive and increase hunger. Or it could also destroy biodiversity if trees are grown where they normally do not grow. And finally, it's a risky strategy because, as we said before, climate change itself can lead to the forests not growing well or even dying.
0: How can we keep our forests healthy and reverse degradation and deforestation? How can we support the well-being of
1: forests? Nevertheless, stopping deforestation is, of course, first and foremost, a really important task. And it's a task for our policymakers and governments. Really, really, really important. We cannot stress that enough. But also many of us can contribute to stopping deforestation, especially if the rich parts of our society, those who consume too much meat, who might live in too large houses and require big car parks for their large cars, start to consume less, less area that way, there would be more land available to grow food and less pressure to cut down even more forests and actually area for proper reforestation. And finally, the existing forests or forests that we might replant are much healthier and withstand climate change much better if these are mixed species forests instead of monocultures. So growing multiple species, especially if these are species that can cope with hotter and drier weather, are much more resilient to the many climate change impacts. And then as a bonus, richer in biodiversity, and they can also provide in fact multiple ecosystem services to the local people. The latest studies, however, show that the world
0: is losing forest area, but at a slower rate than in the past. So how healthy are our forests?
1: Well, let me give you one example maybe to demonstrate the potential challenges at hand. The uh, drought in California between 2011 and 2015 might have killed an estimated 140 million trees and resulted in carbon emissions from those trees dying in fire, equivalent to about 10% of the state's total greenhouse gas emissions over these years know so in many regions forests are not healthy anymore. And reforestation as such does not automatically make forests healthy if we plant monocultures which are not adapted to climate change and biodiversity poor. But if we manage to restore forests in view of their natural species composition and allow them also to adapt to climate change then we have a much better chance to minimize climate change risks. Um, And we have forests that serve multiple purposes beyond being simply carbon sticks.
0: Thank you, Dr. R., for this most interesting discussion. And thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Climate change is the greatest threat to our existence. Forests can be part of the solution and limit climate change and global warning within the 1.5 degree target of the Paris Agreement. Healthy forests provide so many benefits, but require constant attention, proper management and restoration. Forests need to be monitored and studied as part of a broad solution. This is what the United Nations Economic Commission is doing. Let's hear more about this from Mr. Roman Michelak from the United Nations Economic Commission for Europe.
2: Thank you very much, Ms. Yeo and Dr. Arnett, for your brilliant insights. The forests in the region we are covering at the United Nations Economic Commission for Europe are in the Northern Hemisphere and make up 40% of all forests globally. They store half of the global forest carbon, around 300 gigatons, and continue to grow despite global downward trend. The forest sector, therefore, plays a major role in climate change-related strategies. At UNEC, we recognize the interdependency between forests and climate and our work aims at strengthening forest role in mitigating climate change and adapting forest ecosystems to changing conditions. Forests also give work, shelter and food to many people. Therefore, we do our best to support a comprehensive approach to forest protection and management, an approach that maintains and enhances the environmental, social, and economic values of forests for the benefit of present and future generations. We study the possible impact on current events also on the future. We gather and analyze data to monitor trends, seek solutions, and raise awareness on a variety of forestry and climate-related topics. This helps countries to better cope with the ever-increasing challenges of climate change. Dedicated platforms like our InForest help users to better understand the complexity of forests and how they fit into the big picture of climate change. We hope that our work will contribute to regaining, improving and maintaining the vital environmental and social functions of our forests today and in the future. I thank you, Ms. Yeo and Dr. Arnett and you listeners for joining us today. And let me also say thank the Swiss Federal Office for the Environment for funding the production of our podcast series, the UN Forest Podcast.